and welcome to another episode of Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. I'm your host, Skylar Sig Daddy Sigmund, and this is the weekend review for September 21st, 2020. Some topics I'll get into on this week's episode will be some highlights, Daniel Cormier's early WWE contract talks, last week's street fight on AEW Dynamite, and WWE's reaction to it. Also, going to talk about the supposed contract talks between Molina and WWE, or well, it was supposed to be a contract signing, but Molina completely denied that. And then Jeff Hardy re-signing with WWE. That's what I'll get into first here. Jeff Hardy re-signed with WWE. It was reported last week. Actually, he confirmed it in an interview with BT Sport that he had signed a new contract with WWE. And part of the deal was that he would get no more words. And the caveat with that is he will get that song back as soon as fans come back, which is, I'm all for it. I love Loaded, but it's mainly a Matt and Jeff thing, not Jeff. Jeff had it until, what, 08, and then he got no more words, and it was much better for him. People love it. People have been wanting it ever since he came back in 2017. Dave Meltzer also noted on this on an episode of Wrestling Observer Radio last week that his previous deal was to expire in a couple of months, but he wasn't exactly sure what the deal was, like three to five years, or that's what WWE typically does, is a three to five year deal. But PWI reported that the uh, new deal, the new contract, also has time added to it due to injury-related inactivity that he had dealt with previously um, while on his previous contract. Uh, It was also noted that the deal is closer to two to three years in length. Well, I think this, I don't think this is a problem. I think this is perfectly fine. I think Jeff, in all honesty, is is better suited in WWE, he was always the much bigger star in WWE. Matt, they never really got Matt. The creative team really never got Matt or Vince. Vince just didn't get him. I don't know why Matt has much better character work than Jeff. I think Jeff just... It, Jeff's Vince guy. Vince's guy. Jeff, oh, Matt, not Matt, but Vince is always seen a lot in Jeff... And seen Jeff as a star, especially in his later run in 08-09. But they just never could really trust him due to his past issues with uh, drugs and alcohol. Because he never had a WWE world title reign longer than a month. If you look at his three world title reigns, they're a month, not even a month really. Uh, a, not even a day, because CM Punk cashed in on him. And then also, just a month again. So hopefully Jeff can keep it clean and if he can keep himself together, that's great. And I think he's much better suited for WWE than Matt is. And Matt, he's got a lot more creative freedom in AEW than he does in WWE. Matt was really, really handcuffed. Jeff, he doesn't need that much creative backing like like, like Matt does because Matt has a lot of ideas in his head, more so than Jeff. But... uh. Good for Jeff. Happy that he got a new contract with WWE. 
And supposedly, another speaking of another contract, uh, Molina. Molina took to Facebook uh, back on Saturday or Friday, whatever, that she hasn't signed a WWE contract. This was first reported by PW Insider and then later confirmed to us by a WWE source. And that was the same source that told them that she was scheduled to return as part of the Raw brand. But this, in all reality, could be kept quiet because, I don't know. It, WWE, like what? Remember they kept Edge so, so quiet? I don't think Edge, Molina's not as near of a big deal as Edge was. Molina was a star back in the late 2000s during the WWE Divas era. But she said this, Molina did on her Facebook, quote, This makes my heartache because I love my fans so much. I want you to realize that these sites that claim they know what's happening don't. How many times have they falsely reported things about me and said I am returning? You can't believe them because they often, because they do not report real or correct news. They often twist things up for, to get clicks. And it keeps going on and on and on. It's a long post. Not going to go any, talk any more about it, but, well, quote any more about it. But, uh, I don't know. She could be just working us. But she, with all this length, this lengthy post, she could not be. She could be stating fact. But we'll see how it turns out here soon. It's, it's September. I don't know when she'd be returning. Maybe she returns in the next week. WWE trying to add something to their ratings, which understandably they need to at this point. And also in contract news, third contract news this week, Serena Deeb signing with AEW. AEW tweeted that out earlier today, and that's good for her. Good for her. She had a freaking heck of a match a couple weeks ago on AEW Dynamite against Thunder Rosa. They had a really, really good match, and I think they ended up, based off that match, they ended up signing her. She worked for WWE back in the day. She did the Mae Young Classic a couple years ago. She worked in the, well, back, she was in that straight-edge society angle with Luke Gallows and CM Punk, the faction. And, I don't know, she looked really, really good in that match against Thunder Rosa. I'm happy to see her. She was an integral part of that WWE women's division, that that uh, women's evolution, I think. So, I, but, yeah, she deserves it. She really earned it. Congrats to her. Looking forward to seeing what she does in, uh, AEW here in the future really bolsters their women's division because they need more more athletes, more stars in there. And they added somebody a really good a really good worker in Serena Deeb that can really help this uh, women's division grow in AEW. Also, I gotta talk about this: the state of Raw every single week. I have watched, not watched, but I saw Twitter. Back on Friday night, post Friday night SmackDown, I didn't get to catch SmackDown. I don't get to catch SmackDown anymore. I have work stuff going on. But Friday night SmackDown, after that, we see tweets for Monday Night Raw. And this is what grinds my gears a little bit. We see a triple threat tag team match, which when you're listening to this, this will be following Monday Night Raw probably. 
But it, the reported match was Angel Garza and Andrade versus Buddy Murphy and Seth Rollins versus Humberto Carrillo and Dominic Mysterio. The big problem I have with that, Andrade and Angel Garza seemingly broke up a week ago or a couple weeks ago. Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy, they had broke up a couple weeks ago. Well, last week, especially after the cage match, you'd think they're actually fully broke up. But no, they have them in a match together. And then Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo are not even really a tag team. I think they might have teamed once. I don't remember, but I think they might have teamed once, and that's it. But supposedly, whoever wins this triple threat match gets into a world tag team title match against the Street Profits. But WWE's illogical booking here, in a, set, in, a, in a way, rears its ugly head once again. Why put teams that have broken up together in a match? You are trying to lead to this breakup. Andrade and Angel, they've been teasing that for weeks and weeks and weeks. They have literally, I thought they broke them up. But no, guess what happens? Angel, Garza, and Andrade win. Makes a whole lot of sense. You know why? Because wait a minute. I've seen that uh, Street Profits match and Street Profits versus Angel and Andrade before. Oh yeah, it's like 50,000 times. Why? They had Seth Rollins walk off on Murphy, which is fine. But what the heck? Do we literally have no tag teams on the roster at all? I I decided, I made the decision last week or a couple weeks ago when I saw Shinsuke and Cesaro on Raw. I was like, unify the tag titles at this point. Just unify the tag titles because this is ridiculous. There is not enough teams on Raw. SmackDown, they have a few. SmackDown, they have a few more that could actually make for decent title title matches. Shinsuke and Cesaro are criminally underutilized on SmackDown, and they have yet to defend their tag titles on pay-per-view. But Raw, you go to the same match over and over and over and over and over and over. For emphasis, here's another one. Oh, and over again. WWE's tag team issue continues because they have zero tag teams on Raw and we got to make these makeshift ones and Dominic Mysterio and Humberto Carrillo and then Seth Rollins and Buddy Murphy got to continue their dissension even though they really had separated already. Why? Oh yeah, because we have zero tag teams on Raw. The Viking Raiders, they're already out. Eric... So there's no tag teams there. Honestly, I don't care if you unify them. I don't care if WWE puts them on the hurt business. Put them on the hurt business at this point because what they're doing is not working and the hurt business is, in all honesty, pretty freaking cool faction. They looked totally badass last week on Raw. But... What they're doing with the tag division is abysmal, terrible, awful, atrocious. Yep. That's Raw's tag team division for you. 
Um, also, let's not book the same matches over and over and over again like we just got with Andrade and Angel versus the Street Profits again on pay-per-view for Clash of Champions. Then we get, again, I see on Friday night, back to that tweet, we, in that thread, I see Keith Lee versus Drew McIntyre yet again. Why? Why, why, why? Let's run these feuds into the ground. That doesn't work. It's like booking a WWE Universe mode on WWE 2K. It's literally the same match every single week. I think the creative team is working on WWE 2K. They're playing WWE 2K. They're like, oh, we got to do this match. And week after week after week after week to build a feud. No, you can work around that. There's plenty of ways to work around that. And they keep fitting retribution into this narrative. Like last week, they had him in there, which I was fine with. It was a cool little segment to end the show. But there's no need to run this match yet again this week. I know what they're trying to do. They're trying to get Keith Lee into a triple threat match against Drew McIntyre and Randy Orton for the WWE Championship at Clash of Champions. But... Do it a different way, any other way. Instead of running the same matches week after week after week after week, fans have been complaining about this for months and months. And this is and the this is the lack of. Vince says he listens. He obviously doesn't, because fans have been sick and tired of the same matches being ran week after week on Raw. And yet, they still don't listen. They still don't listen. But, I'll continue to watch Raw. I will continue to watch Raw in hopes they do better. We'll see. We'll see how that goes. Now that I'm done with that little rant, A piece of news that came out this week is Daniel Cormier is in early talks with WWE and he's speaking to Sports Illustrated and that's where he revealed that he's been in talks with the company. Nothing's in stone yet, but he says in quote, We've been talking. We've spoken to some of the people over there in very, very early conversations. WWE is a company I've watched and loved my entire life. Put me at the commentary table. Let me call matches for six months and tell you how great these wrestlers are in the ring. I would love that, and I wouldn't be faking it. WWE is something I have loved my entire life. Let's hope he puts in more effort than some of the other combat athletes I've seen. Tyson Fury, he put a half-butt effort into wrestling. And he's been teasing that match with Drew McIntyre for quite a while. I sure hope it never happens. I know, I get the crossover appeal. But when I, I don't, I, I get it. I get it puts new eyes on the product. But when the product, when it puts eyes on the product for one show, it puts the eyes on the product for one show and then you see how bad that match is and then you turn it off. It's got to be good. It's got to be something like what Pat McAfee delivered. 
he's the standard now. Pat McAfee is the standard for professional sports athletes coming into a professional wrestling ring. I'm just saying. The former UFC heavyweight champion, he also even tossed out an idea of him having a match against Universal Champion Roman Reigns. Quote, then after those six months, what if I'm sitting next to Colt and Roman comes over and smacks the microphone out of my hand, but I'm an announcer? Will I hit him back? Then you're asking if this will happen or not. That's what I want. This That slow build, the type of story you want to see and your heart feels like it's going to explode while you're waiting for it. Give me the slow build. Let it simmer. You know what? I don't care as long as he puts in the effort to do a good job in the ring. That's all I care. And he can bring some crossover appeal. That's a good thing. But you got to be able to deliver. That's my biggest thing with that. Yeah, you get him one time, like the Cain Velasquez and... Uh, Tyson Fury things. But the matches were so bad, no one wants to watch them. No one wants to go back to the WWE product because it was so awful. Let's just hope he is good. I I sure hope he does get a contract. He'd be a great addition to commentary. He's done a great job with the UFC. I've listened to him before on commentary for UFC events. He's good. He's really good at that. I think he would do a really good job at the commentary table for WWE. And I wouldn't mind seeing him in the ring at some point or another. I want to finish out things on the weekend review with some positive things that happened in the past week. So, firstly, the street fight between the best friends and proud and powerful on AEW Dynamite. That was so much fun, so entertaining. I don't know how those guys were walking afterward. The Sue thing at the end was just fantastic. The whole thing was really, really good. And the Wrestling Observer Newsletter, Dave Meltzer gave it five stars. I don't know if I would have given it that. His take on things are very, very subjective. So if you were entertained by it, good. If you weren't, that's fine also. I personally was incredibly entertained by it. I thought it was a lot of fun. That's what a street fight should be and not what WWE produced on Friday Night SmackDown, which was a street fight but it was turned down quite a bit, it seemed like. It, well, it just seemed like it copied the th- copied what AEW did earlier in the week, which I'm not going to get into a debate on who's copying who and whatnot. I don't care. But the street fight between, between Proud and Powerful and the Best Friends was awesome. It, the way it was set up reminded me of Eddie Guerrero and John Cena, if you ever seen that i've never really personally seen that parking lot brawl but i've seen highlights of it and the way the cars were set up just reminded me of it and they did some really cool spots in the match on dynamite another highlight my final highlight for this past week was impact wrestling setting their main event for bound for glory eric young defending his impact wrestling world championship against rich swan simple storytelling they're doing there Eric Young tried to end Rich Swan's career at Slammiversary. He tried, he broke his ankle. And then Rich Swan retired, and Eric Young attacked him after that. Swan then comes back and he wants Eric Young. Damore doesn't want to give it to him, but then Eric Young provokes Damore and 
He gives Rich Swan the match. This is a redemption angle. This is a Cinderella story almost, as if you think about it. It's simple, simple, simple storytelling. He wants revenge. He wants Eric Young. He wants to get that Impact Wrestling World title. It's simple. And you really can get behind Rich Swan in this situation because he's got to come back. He's got to rehab that ankle. He's got a long road to come back and try to beat Eric Young. He's got an uphill battle. Eric Young's a psychopath. He's a true underdog. That's Rich Swan in this situation. So it's easy to get behind him. I don't know what everyone else is thinking, but I'm behind him on this. I really like this story heading to this Bound for Glory match. I Bound for Glory title match. I like that they set their main event a month ahead of time. Instead of waiting until the week of to promote their matches. At least start promoting their matches. I like they got set a month early. But should be a good week of wrestling. Impact Wrestling continues to be a highlight for me. AEW Dynamite always seems to entertain. Raw, on the other hand, they need to step up their game quite a bit. Coming up this weekend, WWE Clash of Champions. Seven matches are on the card so far, including what I said earlier, the Street Profits defending their Raw Tag Team Championships against Andrade and Angel Garza. Drew McIntyre defending his WWE Championship against Randy Orton, which that could change. Roman Reigns defending his Universal Championship against Jey Uso. Bayley versus Nikki Cross for the SmackDown Women's Championship. Nia Jax and Shayna Baszler defending their Women's Tag Team Championships against the Riot Squad, Ruby Riot and Liv Morgan. Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura defending their SmackDown Tag Titles against Lucha House Party. And I'll be Kalisto, Grand Metalik, and or Lindsay Dorado. What I'm most looking forward to on this pay-per-view is definitely this upcoming match. Jeff Hardy defending the Intercontinental Championship against AJ Styles and Sami Zayn. That has potential to be match of the night. I think that will be match of the night on Clash of Champions 2020 coming up this Sunday on the WWE Network. And I'll have my review up for that on Monday morning. I will do the weekend review for this week on a Saturday. I'll have that up on Sunday. So the weekend review this week, Sunday, Clash of Champions review coming up on Monday of next week. Hope you enjoyed listening today. If you're interested in listening to more episodes of the show, head to Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, the iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. And make sure to hit that subscribe button and leave a five-star review on Apple Podcast. Sig Daddy's Wrestling Show. Make sure to follow me on Twitter and Facebook at SigDaddyWrestle and on Instagram at SigDaddy.Wrestle. Until next time, this is Sig Daddy signing off. Skylar, Sig Daddy Sigmund, that is. Thank you for listening, and so long, everybody.